This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Welcome back in. You were listening to the October 5th, 2018 episode of the Fantasy Football Mailbag, a Rotoviz podcast dedicated to answering your fantasy football questions. And we are brought to you by the folks at the RotoQL. Start picking teams like the pros. One of the most predictive measures of future success we have is the air yard. And today on the show, we have the man that predictably catapulted his success all the way from Rotoviz to 538. He is still the air yards guy at airyards.com. And he is the man behind, uh, you know, a little bit of dev and data analysis now at 4for4.com. He's also one of the three-leg tripod in the aggression to the mean, one of my favorite shows each week over at Roto Grinders. You haven't met one sharp that isn't refreshing Josh's area. They call you the grill master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV. The perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Our bylo piece on a weekly basis. Welcome back to the show, Josh Hermsmeyer at Frisco. Josh, my man, what's good? Man, I'm, I'm excited to be back on. I'm excited to talk uh, mailbag questions. They're always rapid fire and a ton of fun. And, uh, yeah, just good to be back at Rotoviz, man. It's, uh, it's been about a year now since I've been on any pods here. And, uh, um, you know, everyone knows the mothership. It's where, it's where basically anyone, uh, that I follow, uh, uh with great interest got their start and, uh, happy to be here. Uh, happy to have you back. Long time coming here as we answer the questions for the week, whether it's uh, player and team outlooks, dynasty slants, DFS rants, you name it. But of course, I'd be remiss, Josh, before we dive right in here. I, I can only imagine some of the blowback you've likely received when you headlined it. Just throw yourself out there with respect to fit, uh, Fitzmatrick. You know, no, scratch that. It, it wasn't a Fitzmatch, uh, Fitzmagic piece. It was a Winston piece calling for Jameis to get the nod back ASAP. Talk to us a little bit about the process, what to expect here on out in Tampa Bay. You know, first first half, you know, it was like, okay, Ryan Fitzpatrick here. I mean, he had the hot hand. And candidly, Josh, I, I was one of them saying, look, he's got the hot hand. But then, of course, you really made me second guess it. And then it was like, all right, well, second half rolls in, Winston's game. How is he going to do any better? And sure enough, he did. He did better. He, uh, I think he had 80% completion percentage and he did throw two picks and a touchdown. The, one of the picks he was hit while he threw, it became a balloon ball. So it was kind of, I don't know how much you can hold it against him, but, uh, 
But no, he was way more efficient than Fitz, and 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 he was attacking downfield like Fitz did. And I think that's a function of Munkin's play calling more than it is, um, you know, any great ability that Fitz has. Although he is good deep historically. Um, in any event, any, anyone with Deshaun Watson on the team is going to look good. I think one of the things that people maybe are overlooking is the loss of O.J. Howard. I think that is going to hurt the team moving forward. He was attacking the middle deep of that field every single time. Um, they were running deep, deep concepts and, uh, it was really effective in, in kind of breaking up that, uh, that deep DBs and, and the safeties. So they had to pay attention to him. And, uh, so that might, that might actually put a kind of a damper on Winston's ceiling moving forward until he comes back healthy. Um, Brait's definitely a good, uh, tight end. He's serviceable, but he's, he's not the athlete and deep field threat that Howard is. Now, what is it that you actually saw that kind of led you to believe that, you know what, I'm, I'm putting this out on 538. I'm showing Jameis Winston as the better quarterback here and the better nod here. So what is it that you were kind of, we were looking at that kind of gave you the leg up there? Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty simple. It was all of the career metrics favor Winston, basically. Um, the only thing that Fitz is better at over his career is the, that deep pass, really deep pass. And he completes those at a higher rate than Winston and a higher rate than league average, actually. And the other thing that, that, that Fitz is good at, he's good at running. It's really strange. But in high leverage situations, uh, older 36 year old Harvard man with a giant beard is, is, is faster <laughs> than a 24 year old young buck. And, and that, that, that's counterintuitive. And it's not, it's certainly not something that Munkin and, and, uh, the bucks are going to rely on. So it just, there really wasn't a lot. To, to, to kind of uh, recommend him moving forward. I mean, you, you want the best passer in the league in your pocket, and, you know, under center, behind center, with a shotgun, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that's not Fitzpatrick. And and uh, I think you just take your profits off the table. You take those great games. You say, thank you, Fitz. And then you put in your best play. Yeah, absolutely there. And, and, and you probably have the numbers to disprove it, but I mean, it was one of those things where I, I see these guys as similar quarterbacks too. I mean, to your point, you know, you, you would think, and, and maybe stereotype, and you look at Jameis Winston and think, you know, th- this is a guy that can roll out and, and can run with the football, but that's really Fitzpatrick that's been that mold. But, I mean, both have the gunslinger mentality, and it looks like just uh, Winston's going to be a little bit more accurate and still going to be able to stretch the field all the same. Ryan Fitzpatrick, we talked about him having the hot hand, but some of the other guys that you like to write about might not necessarily have the hot hand, but they have the, the hot uh, production profile to potentially have the hot hand going forward here. So as we kind of alluded to earlier here, Josh, uh, let, letting the cat out of the bag. The air yards by low piece, uh, Sharps are definitely looking forward to this on a weekly basis. So give us one player trend that you expect to see for the rest of the season and maybe one short-term air yard by low option as well. So I think uh, if Randall Cobb plays, and it doesn't look like he will, he's one of the stronger bounce-back candidates. He's well underperforming his volume, and he's in a good offense. And, uh, but the thing is, he just, he's never healthy. So I, I have to, I, I have to kind of couch all this if he's healthy. Um, but if he's healthy, he's a, he's a strong, I think, rest of season by low candidate. Um, in terms of short term, I, I think, uh, you know, a guy like Cortland Sutton is, is a guy that's going to explode here any week. Um, you know, he missed, he had two, two touchdowns in the end zone or, or, or potential touchdowns that were dropped. One was a DPI. He was just draped all over me. Totally would have caught it. And if he had uh, caught either of those, he would have had a blow up day. He would have had like a twenty point day, um, maybe more. And um, and I think that day is coming. Yeah, I mean, he he is basically tied with DT um, for uh, total weighted opportunity on the Broncos, which is not a bad offense. 
and uh, and both of them are on the buy low list this week. And um, I think you you really won't go wrong with either of them. DT, uh, you know, obviously had that wide open look and would have won the game if uh, they had it connected. Maybe he hesitated a step. Keenum overthrew him a bit. Anyway, it didn't work out. Um, I think eventually um, the way the the way things work out is that uh, those bad luck things, all the all the negative things that happen on a football field, drops, tips, interceptions, uh, you know, pressure hits, all that stuff kind of eventually evens out and you have a game where um you know all the all the breaks go your way and when that happens uh, you get a crooked number and i think that's coming for Sutton. yeah absolutely there that's definitely a name i'm gonna it, this is rv nation right i mean we loved uh, the collegiate profile for quarter the Sutton coming in it was a less than optimal land we thought in denver at least one that required a patient hand so to speak um dante moncrief is another guy that you kind of headlined uh, a couple weeks back and i was all over him um, in GPPs just one week early. And then, of course, I didn't go back to him the day that he actually did explode here. So we're still going back to these guys that, that just have that profile, that the, the success is coming. And we want to make sure that you guys are taking a look at these guys. We profile them every single week. Um, so take a look at the 30% discount on Rotoviz NFL Pass. That's going to give you a discount to rotoviz.com slash podcast premium NFL content, 30% across the board on everything that we're doing here. So make sure you head on over and get that 30%. And you can also support the pod by subscribing to and rating the Road of His Radio channel on iTunes. If you're a fan of the show and you want to sub directly to the Fantasy Football Mailbag League, do so. It takes hard work getting the show out every week, so do us a solid and hit that rate button. And uh, we're on Patreon now, folks. So just $5 a month, $6 a month, whatever you want to pitch in, at least $5 a month on top of getting the 10 shows a week that we have. That's over 40 shows a month, folks. Uh, do us a solid and just do your part to pitch in, support the network, make sure that we give you uh, premium content and access every single week and every single Sunday morning. We're going to be on live giving you pointers, giving you start and sit recommendations, giving you some of those DFS slants as we talk about every single week. So join us. That's elite exclusive access every single Sunday morning on Rotoviz Live. Uh, so patreon.com slash Rotoviz Radio is where you want to start. Get that $5 in and uh, help us out to go ahead and continue to grow the network and be a part of that premium elite access. All right, Josh, let's dive in and fire up some of the QQs for the week. Here we go. Redraft PPR. Would you trade Cooper Cup and Pat Mahomes for Antonio Brown? This this is an interesting one. I mean, we've got a couple guys uh, that are almost like on opposite ends of the uh, air yard efficiency and racer right here. And of course, not to mention, we got Pat Mahomes in here. But I mean, uh, I, I didn't include it in the question here. But this person also has Jared Goff. So, uh, you know, knowing that you have Goff, you have Cup, but you get AB back, what say you? Oh, I definitely do it. So I don't really value QBs highly. Uh, lots of them are scoring well this year. It's, you know, going to probably end up being a historic year for passing in the NFL because of the rule changes and because of the scheme changes that are emulating what is, what's going on in, in places like Philadelphia and uh, Los Angeles, the Rams. So give me AB every time. All day, all day. AB, all, all Bray? I don't know. Antonio Brown, <laughs> redraft PPR. I know Doug Baldwin is back, but is he healthy? And can I insert him back into my lineup over either Devin Funches or Tyler Boyd? Uh, both of these guys, strong up-and-comers here. Tyler Boyd left for dead a year ago, and he is back. And, he, I mean, 
usage would tell you he's the number one wide receiver in Cincinnati, and same with Devin, but uh, I don't know. What do, what do we got here? Yeah, so I don't think he can. I think um, Baldwin made the buy-low list after his performance last week, um, but it was just one week, and he's admitted himself he's only going to be 80% this year. There's just a lot of reasons to think his ceiling's capped. So uh, I really like Funches. I, I like I like Boyd. Um, Boyd isn't quite the number one just because of the first week. Um, AJ just got so much opportunity. Um, but uh, yeah, the past three weeks he's been slightly, uh, been getting slightly more looks with more leveraged uh, targets um, than AJ. So yeah, neither of those guys I would uh, give up or or, or uh, bench for Baldwin. The, the NFL never surprises. I never thought in a million years I would be here saying I would rather play Devin Funches or Tyler Boyd than, than Doug Baldwin. And here we are. Here we are. Uh, Josh, what are your best or worst purchases you've ever made uh, sans Doug Baldwin in the third round this year? <laughs> uh, <laughs> best was my wedding ring. Worst was six-pack of Bud Light. <laughs> You know, is it is it just Bud Light or is it domestic beer in general? Because I'm not going to lie, uh, you know, if I do indulge in beer, I, I'm a Coors guy. Tap the Rockies. Yeah, no, I don't mind a Coors Light actually. Uh, but Bud Light, I just never liked it, never once. And uh, I mean, I, I even like Natty Light, but I, I just can't do I can't do Bud Light. Fair, fair enough. Well, hopefully you didn't get that aforementioned wedding ring uh, with a pack, a six pack of Bud Light. DFS, uh, Blake Bortles at 5.5K or Matthew Stafford at 5.7K. Are either of these guys still to play over the likes of Pat Mahomes at only 6K with the Jacksonville matchup? I like Bortles. Uh, they have a very efficient offense this season. Um, yeah, so I would definitely go Bortles. Uh, matchups, matchups don't matter. <laughs> yeah, and, and geez, this range right here is where you're going to land um, it, because pricing is a lot more efficient right now. And it, it's funny because you don't have a lot of the main top guys, but you got a lot of guys in that 7 to 8K range that you're really trying to jam in there. And this one's interesting because, of course, we've got the, the Leonard Fournette out, which, of course, increases the usage of one Blake Bortles. Matthew Stafford at home in, in uh, Green Bay is coming to town. He's uh, got a little bit better of a secondary because Green Bay is kind of hobbled right now. Uh, Mahomes in the matchup, like I can see a case of all of these guys. And I mean, this is this is the approach where you know from a tournament perspective, Bortles, Stafford, uh, Russell Wilson. If you go down there, uh, Derek Carr's in this range. Um, this is just a range where you're going to want to almost take a, a slight approach to diversify attorneys. But in, in cash games, I, I know you might just want to go with the field on Bortles here. It's interesting. I'm also taking a look at the probability of all of these uh, with the likes of a, a Monte Carlo sim here. Matthew Stafford at a .39 probability of being the highest scorer between Stafford, Mahomes, and Bortles. Uh, Mahomes at a .32 and Bortles at, surprisingly, at the .29 here. So um, taking a look over here at FantasyMath.com, it really likes the uh, probabilistic nature of Matthew Stafford at home. And it's only 200 over the likes of Bortles. So, I mean, I I think I'm kind of in, in seen toward, toward Stafford on this one just based on the, you know, 
the wide receiver core he has in town there. And when I also include the likes of Stafford, Bortle, Mahomes, Andy Dalton, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, Mariota, Ryan Tannehill, it, it's got Stafford at a point sixteen, uh, a few of these guys at a point fifteen, all the way down to Ryan Tannehill at a point oh eight. Um, so this is something that you're definitely going to want to take a look. So if you want to use a start sit type tool. Even if you want to, you know, full access to all these Monte Carlo Sims, this is something that you're going to want to check out at fantasymath.com. Uh, anytime you're looking at the who do I start decisions, that's fantasymath.com. It's here to help with those big calls. Uh, if you need to choose, you know, Matthew Stafford or Blake Bortles, for instance, put the matchup into fantasy math and let it help with these big decisions. Uh, players variability, whether you're the favorite correlations across the matchup, fantasy math takes in all into account to help make the right line of call and it of course, it's matchup specific if that means anything to you as well. Right now, Road of His listeners get a season membership for just 20 bucks. That's it. Just 20 bucks using the link rotaviz.fantasymath.com. And there's also a full back, uh, full money back guarantee if for whatever reason you don't like what you're looking at. Do not miss out. That's rotaviz.fantasymath.com. All right, moving on from there, Josh, we have a redraft PPR. I drafted Kyle Rudolph. But scooped Vance McDonald off the waiver wire. Do I start Vance over Rudolph? Ben Watson is also on the wire. No, I think you stick with Rudolph, and and I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I have him in one of my leagues, uh, Kitchen uh, Cinco, and I'll, I'll be starting him as well. Uh, no, I don't think you can trust uh, you can trust McDonald moving forward uh, the way you can with Rudolph. Yeah, fair enough. I, I can't disagree with you there, but I mean, if it is uh, a Vance or I, I will say, I think like if you need a little pop, I, I don't know if you're going to know this ahead of time here, but I mean, I, maybe Vance is the ceiling play, believe it or not. But I mean, if you're looking for the study out of the higher floor, I still think it's Kyle Rudolph, but I think you can follow the Vegas line, follow the game movement there with, with uh, Sir Vance a lot, Vance a lot, what have you. Uh, ben Watson is another one, man. The usage has been there. He just hasn't been capitalizing on the touchdowns. Like, if if like he had two of these touchdown conversion opportunities that that actually connected, it'd be a whole different conversation out there with Ben Watson right now. So, uh, but definitely Kyle Rudolph here. I'm with you there, Josh. And then both of these guys, I definitely like the prospects moving forward. Uh, if you had to become an inanimate object for a year, Josh, what would you choose to be? Uh the wind up Rihanna's skirt. The, I, I you cut out there. The wind up where? Oh, the wind up Rihanna's skirt. I don't know where to go with this one. Okay, let me give you let me give you this one: the uh, the wind up Rihanna skirt or the wind up Maryland skirt. Mer- Monroe. Yeah. Oh, from, from the yeah no that was coming from the sewer. So you know I remember some like it hot. It's coming up out of a sewer grate. Yeah, I don't think I want to be that wind. I was just I was just watching comedians in cars getting coffee. The Seinfeld. Uh, I've been binging that lately in the background on Netflix, and I don't remember who he had on the show, but he was talking about that specific statue here, and and her actually kind of I, I guess indulging in the wind coming up from from that you know little experience there, and like is that something we should really be? I don't want to say personifying, but acting like this is something good, like. That, that's dirty air, gross air coming up, and she's just like, ooh, and I don't know. I, I started cracking up, so I don't know. I don't know where it's, I'm especially going. Especially at sewer grates in San Francisco, the smelliest city in the, in the world. I mean, it, it, if, that, if that wind is coming up out of a sewer grate in San Francisco, you're not standing around and, and, and having fun with it. You're, you're running. 
Oh, she had to get a we get a nice paycheck for that one. <laughs> Redraft PPR. Given Jay Ajayi's back injury and matchup versus Minnesota, can I use either Jamal Williams or Aaron Jones over him this week? Any idea how the backfield in Green Bay will shake out this week? Yeah, I'm I'm starting Ajayi just because matchups don't matter, and that's a good offense he's in. Um, you know, I'm not sure if you can trust Jones yet to get the volume, and and he's certainly I believe more talented. Uh, then Jamal Williams, um, you know, uh, um, A-Rub's gone to bat for him, said he's got a higher end speed and, you know, he gives them a, a different look, something the offense can use. And, um, but McCarthy is a, is, is not a, um, he's not a creative play caller. He <laughs> doesn't have an interesting scheme. Um, I, I, I just, I would much rather have a Jai and, and they're going to run him. They're going to run him until his back actually breaks in half. So uh, I, I don't really, uh, I don't really think he's in too much danger, even though he's got that fractured vertebrae. And uh, I roll him. He, he breaks tackles like a madman. We can just go out and say it. McCarthy's a piece of shit. I mean, if there's anything holding back Green Bay in in on the field, it's it's McCarthy. I mean, the McCarthyisms are just out of control. Like, get out of Aaron Rodgers' way. The dude wants Aaron Jones. Okay, fine. Maybe Jamal Williams is the better pass blocker. I don't really know. I don't really care. Aaron Jones, Ty Montgomery, spread it out. This is freaking 2018 for crying out loud. Let them get the ball into space and. Good things are going to happen, but I digress. I'm with you. JHI is still the play. Hey, Rotovis fans. Jeremy Hart, Rotovis Radio. Do you want an unfair advantage to dominate your fantasy football league? Well, of course you do. Well, look no further and download SquadQL, the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals this year. SquadQL recommends the best starting lineup for you each week based on your starters, bench players, and free agent pool. Now, you may ask, how does SquadQL actually do this? Well, I'm going to tell you, the app connects directly with your Yahoo, ESPN, and CBS leagues, pulling in your actual roster on your league scoring system. SquadQL provides waiver and trade recommendations, plus the app gives you your player rankings each and every week, and it's also based on your league settings. SquadQL truly is your go-to app this fantasy football season. Head to SquadQL.com. Download SquadQL, your all-in-one fantasy football manager. SquadQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy lineup optimizer trusted by 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free for both Apple and Android. All right, jumping right back in here, Josh. We've got the Fuck Mary Kill of All Air Yards to Rule All Air Yards edition. What? We've got Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, and John Brown. I am gonna go with Mary Mike Evans since he's younger. Fuck Antonio Brown, because he's uh, you know, getting older and who knows what happens when Big Ben goes away. And so just let's have him for tonight. Uh John Brown, kill him. I just I'm not I'm not a believer. Yeah, I threw this one at you because, you know, strategically, really. I wanted to get your thoughts on John Brown. Uh, he's got the lowest market share of these guys. Mike Evans is the guy that everybody wanted to poo-poo on during the offseason. And it's, it's, it's crazy because he's a new receiver. He's like a new, newly profiled wide receiver. They're using him different. He's getting yak. And I mean, he's the one with the most air yards right now out of this trio here. And John Brown is right up there. Antonio Brown, I mean, in comparison to Juju, Juju is just like the high efficiency guy right now. So I, I don't, 
I don't know what, like, is, is Crabtree done? Or are you expecting John Brown just to come back down to earth? Or I, I, I just don't know what to think of it. But, I mean, the usage is telling me, like, he should still be at the forefront every single week. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we're going to talk about racer and, and what you should, how you should read into it, uh, high efficiency guys later, I think. But, but basically, look, the, the untold story about what uh, Tampa Bay, in my opinion, is that people were downgrading as we came into the season, um, and Mike Evans because of Fitz. And then Fitz did some amazing things and Evans was a huge beneficiary of that along with DJX. And, and really, Djax is just being Djax. That's just what he does when he's healthy. He was not healthy last year. And so I think the thing that people need to take away from that uh, first four weeks is not that Winston or Fitzgerald, it's, oh, my God, Evans is going to have a hell of a season because he's got good QB play, and he got it in the early in the early stage of the season where people thought we should maybe downgrade him because those were going to be bad weeks. They weren't for him. So I think moving forward, he's just going to have a tremendous year. He's going to be a wide receiver one. Um, you know, again, like you mentioned, John Brown, I mean, look, Smokey's great. It's all fun and stuff, but he's, he's a worse version, in my opinion, of Djax. He's, he's, he's going to get not enough volume, but he is going to get those shot plays. And so you got to, you got to really time those peaks. Um, but he doesn't get enough volume to help you time those peaks. So, um, it's just a really tough thing. I mean, I like his talent. He's great to stretch the field. But Crabtree's on the buy low list this this week. He's getting a lot of opportunity in that offense, and uh, he's the guy I expect to see a spike week rather than Smokey. Yeah, anytime your team drafts three tight ends in two years, you're you're going to get some opportunity there because once again, coaches in 2018. But uh, Josh, if you were given full reign to redesign the food pyramid, what would the Hermsmeyer food pyramid look like? I mean, look, carbs would be the most. Important food, and it would be the biggest food group, and you would be required to eat at least eight portions a day. You know, you put. <laughs> I mean, I, I I can't really disagree with like fruits and nuts and stuff like that. You know, they can stay, and uh, uh, protein's great, um, but carbs. You know, I would invert that shit. Now, is it sweet carbs or you know like like the salty carbs? Like, is it is it more like a pizza thing or is it more like a donut thing? Uh, it's it's more like a beer. It's more like a. <laughs> It's like a bread, oh my God, a pizza, pasta. I mean, all, all the things in life that are wonderful uh, are, are carbs, and then that includes the sweet stuff. So, yeah, no, I mean, it, it, that, that, that would be my, my perfect world where uh, you, you would uh, be forced uh, by science to eat carbs the way we're now being encouraged to eat vegetables and, and protein. Now, apparently out west, there's this thing that I haven't frequented and because, I'm I, A, I'm not cool, B, I'm not a hipster, and C, I never leave my fucking basement. <laughs> so there, apparently there's these new hipster shops that are, are beer and donuts, and it's like IPAs and then like different crazy styles of donuts and donuts to match IPAs. Is this something that you have frequented? And if so, can you tell me more about it? No, I haven't done that. I have been to Voodoo Donuts in Portland a few times, and it's completely insane. Um, the line is out the door every day, and um, delicious, delicious donuts. And uh, and so I do do that, but I do I do that, but I don't. Uh, I don't ever. I mean, when I'm eating donuts, it's not like IPA time, so I don't quite understand that. I mean, I'm not. I'm nothing against it, but uh, if I'm if I'm eating a, or if I'm drinking an IPA, what I want to have is I've had this at a place called uh, uh, it was at the Coppola Winery, and I just had it a couple weeks ago. But it, it, it's like a savory beignet, so like a savory donut. 
Um, and so it's this, it's this, uh, deep fried, um, donut that isn't sweet. And I had some beer and wine with it and it was salty and it was amazing. And, uh, they come in a bag except like without the powder, just like you would with a beignet. Oh my God. Now that, that I would totally mac down with some, uh, with some delicious IPA. Yeah, oh, man, that sounds that sounds glorious. That's what we need right here. Uh, but I'm going to move on because I'm a getting hungry and b uh, about to crack another one open. So redraft player and team outlook. What should I be doing with the guys that have mega high racers? Aforementioned, as you kind of alluded to here, Josh, to date through four weeks, guys like Juju Smith Schuster, all the Rams wide receivers, and even Michael Thomas all seem like their racers should normalize. Should I sell any of them high, or is this a sign of even better things to come? So I don't think it's either. I think the the problem is is that I, I never advocate for selling guys high if uh are selling guys uh when they have high efficiency but they also have high volume, right? I mean be, it, that's just good. That's just called being good. Mike Thomas especially is good. He's a hold. Um you know I I you know selling high is not really something I, I even do much of. Um you know I I mean unless it's someone like I guess John Brown is more of a of an example, but he still could be good moving forward. And I don't think you're going to get uh, what you would hope to get from him. And so I kind of focus on the buy low side. I think that's a, a more profitable way to kind of approach decisions. And uh, if a guy has been good, you know, there's a chance he'll continue to be good. And certainly if, if he has the volume to support that, even if he's outperforming his volume, that's just a good player, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, this, this question, I mean, the Rams receivers specifically, I mean, if you take a look at, at, you know, airyards.com and you, you sort by, by these high racers, I mean, you see Cooper Cup up there. You see Robert Woods. You see Brandon Cooks. I mean, all of them are up there. And that's just a, you know, byproduct of how efficient the, the, the offense has been. And I think to your point, even if they lose some efficiency, it's just going to, I, you know, it's just going to help the volume stay up there. So either way, it's it's a win-win scenario, and they've definitely got room for more volume if the efficiency comes down. Uh, redraft team outlook. I realize that the Bears just crushed versus the worst defense in the league, arguably. Matt Nagy said he's going to use the running backs on a game-by-game basis, whatever that means. But do I just get out from underneath Jordan Howard if I can find a buyer and just target the much cheaper Tarek Cohen also was the Trey Burton and Taylor Gabriel production a one week thing and just schematic. Well, I mean, first about the Chicago. So the first thing you have to realize is that uh, this is not going to continue the way it was against Tampa Bay, but it wasn't because Tampa Bay is bad. This is uh, um, what happened was a lot of things went right on the same day. Um, uh, my model doesn't take into account anything to do with defense and it had both a Rob and uh, and Gabriel on the buy low list saying that they were primed for a breakout. Um, you know, you don't. You we look backwards and we want to create a narrative to say why a team was good on a specific day, and then then you look at the numbers uh, that they just put up against the team, and you say, well, they clearly have a bad defense. Well, it just doesn't work that way. Uh, the the defense was bad because the offense was good. That's what happened. That offense was good that day. That's as much as we can say. Um, will it be that good moving forward? Probably not. You know, I would not expect any more biscuit six touchdown days. That's crazy. But <laughs> the Nagy offense is a lot like the Mahomes offense um, or the uh, Reed offense with Mahomes in that they did some shuffle plays, uh, shuffle passes at the goal line, which turned into a touchdown uh, pass instead of just a handoff. Um, he was aggressive all the way through the game. 
with the passing, even though they had a large lead. Now, those are things that are that bode well for um, Mitch Trubisky moving forward and the Bears' offense moving forward. However, all that said, no, I still think Allen Robinson is the guy to own just based on uh, opportunity in that offense. Gabriel had a, his huge breakout day, um, but he's still not not getting as much volume over the entire season as uh, A-Rob has gotten. Very good. And what about uh, Jordan Howard? Are you bought on hanging on to him, or is he still somebody that you're like, eh, I, I don't know about? Is it, is it a little bit more focused toward the pass? Yeah, I, do, I don't know. I mean, like I just mentioned that the, the shovel passes at the goal line, and if that continues, then that's really bad for, for a guy like uh, Howard who isn't going to get as much opportunity now that they're passing more, and if they're taking away his goal line carriers, that's that's pretty bleak. Um, but, you know, uh, we're in new ground here where there's a lot of teams who are actually taking, um, you know, analytics to heart uh, and, and and passing more. Is it, Does it stay that way? Um, are the Bears truly going to break game, game script and still pass when they're ahead? You know, these are questions we'll just have to find out. I don't think you can sell Howard right now after a game he had. So you're just holding on and hoping uh, he gets either incorporated into the passing game more or they start using him around the goal line. Holding on for dear life and clenching your butt cheeks. <laughs> Josh, Shark Tank app that does, uh, Shark Tank app idea that does not exist today. A wireless extension cord. <laughs> in the cloud, right? It's in the cloud. It's an extension cord in the cloud. Uh, I, I don't know where else to go with that. I mean, you kind of threw me for a loop, so I'm just going to move on from there. Nicely done. Uh, season outlook, David Johnson seems to be salvaging now, or at least his coaches are salvaging, but they're still running at a slow pace. Should I use this past week and the upcoming week as a way to trade him or just stick with it? I think you got to stick with DJ. I mean, you drafted him. You knew if he underperformed or got injured, you'd be in a tough time. Uh, you'd have a tough time this season and in a tough spot. So uh, selling low again, just same theme. It's just a terrible idea. Um, I, th- I think there's a small hope that McCoy will adjust and have him run some deeper routes. He did a couple of those the past few weeks, but uh, he's not going to be like we used to see with DJ, and that's a it's a fucking shame. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I can't get past it. Your, your wireless extension cord, as tongue-in-cheek as it is, I mean, is that not Bluetooth, right? Can't they do Bluetooth charging now? They do. They do some kind of charging. I don't know the physics behind it and how they actually get uh, the batteries, uh, the energy into the batteries over some kind of air gap. But uh, no, I mean, I, I don't know what that would look like. I, there used to be a joke. Stephen Wright used to make a joke that he wanted a, uh, a cordless extension cord. And I <laughs> took that and turned it into a wireless extension cord. Great, one of the greatest comedians of all time. The guy, the guy on the couch. That's it right there. All right, uh, week five rapid fire. Here we go. Saquon Barkley or Saquon Barkley or Christian McCaffrey? Christian McCaffrey, better offense. James White, TJ Yeldon. Yeldon, my favorite player, better situation. Adam Thielen or Thielen, Devontae Adams. Thielen, and it's not particularly close. Amari Cooper or Devin Funches? Funches, but it is close. Jimmy the Graham or Jordan Reed? Jimmy, just because of Rodgers. Vance a lot, McDonald, or David and Joku? Joku because of Mayfield. And Pat Mahomes or Jared Goff? Mahomes, he's a better talent. They've got better surrounding cast, uh, even though they're both pretty similar. Um, the coaching's similar, although I would take, uh, I would take, uh, McVeigh over Reed, especially later in the season. Seems like Reed kind of runs out of plays, but, uh, no, I take Mahomes. He, after, especially after what he showed last week. I mean, even in a week where he regressed, and sorry, this is a longer answer than you wanted. Even a week when he regressed, he showed 
how he could use his skill set to win and keep his team in the game. I'm super impressed with with Pat Mahomes. Yep, absolutely. The, the next one here I erroneously included, but we'll do it anyway. Breeze or Tom Brady, by the time this show airs, Tom Brady will have already performed to either show you how awesome you are or be how much you were wrong. Wow. Breeze <laughs> would be the guy I'd take over Brady. Um, Breeze is just, uh, I don't know, somehow underappreciated for just how excellent he's been. He's been absolutely elite at uh, the QB position for his entire career. No, no one that I've ever looked at, at least with the data that I have, has been as good as him, as consistently as him. So, uh, Breeze. Yep, Breeze for me as well. Unfortunately, I was very heavy on Breeze last week as well, where it was a profitable week. It could have been a smash week if I would have just not gotten greedy and stuck with the likes of Matt Ryan last week. But uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I think I think actually what happened is all I kept hearing all week, Josh, was Breeze on the road, Breeze on the road. And I'm looking at the numbers like, He's not that freaking bad on the road. There's, like, not that much drop-off at all. And now these value guys like Terry LeGabriel opened up, and it got me up to Breeze, and it's like, screw you guys. I'm just going to keep going for it. And uh, he shit the bed on the road. You know? I just I just can't. I just can't. It was just like, I'll show all you guys. And then, of course, the narrative winners think the narrative, and, and they're right. Like, I just, I just want to just bash my head on the wall sometimes. You know, what are you, what are you going to do? Never Julio. <laughs> never, never Julio. Never Julio. All right, Josh, take a favorite or popular movie and change one letter in the title. What's the new plot? What's it all about? Uh, I'll take the 12th man, turn it into the 12th men, and it's the story of Seahawks Twitter. <laughs> I feel I, I feel like you need to change that to, like, the 24th men or something, right? Like, is there anything worse than Seahawks Twitter right now, or is that is that the upper echelon right now? Uh, I wouldn't call it worst. I actually really enjoy their tilt. They have probably one of the most creative and reasonable tilts in all of Twitter. It's the most entertaining to watch. They have an analytical bent, and uh, uh, the leader of the uh, running backs don't matter movement, uh, Ben Baldwin, uh, kind of comes. He sprung up from that um, that that place, that Twitter place. So uh, yeah, I, I have an affection and a great affinity for Seahawks Twitter. No, you are right about that, and I was definitely egregious there to to disregard the analytics portion of Seattle Twitter, who definitely knows how tilting Pete Carroll is. And Seattle was one of my favorite teams maybe four or five years ago when you know they took Russell Wilson in the seconds, and it was just like, oh my gosh, here we go. They are at the forefront, and then they just followed that up with just just crap all over the place trading their draft picks just for old aging players and they, they still seem to be doing much of the same so um with you there all right uh redraft dallas jets or titans this week uh defensive streaming who cares <laughs> be no we're gonna leave it there i'm with you there who cares redraft pbr last week you talked about the jackson wide receiver whack-a-mole despite the high air yards for moncrief well it was westbrook that pulled in the targets moncrief had a big day and cole was the odd man out with the kc matchup is there a way to tell which one of these two goes off this week sadly not this week i was happy with how the model did last week but uh i'd probably go with dd this week due to the volume yeah, got, got to follow the targets there. Uh, the moment in history you would choose to go back and witness in person? Has to be the first Easter. I mean, what happened or didn't happen on that day changed history forever. I'd love to uh, have been there to check it out. Fantastic. We actually have you and uh, David Kitchen from last week, both taken in uh, uh, 
uh, uh, Easter slash religious type of slant on this one. So uh, very impressed, very impressed. All right, last but not least here, your sizzling, smoking, scorching hot take for week five. I already kind of gave it away, but I, I, I think I think this is the week for Cortland Sutton. And I, my, I'm going to tilt my face off if it doesn't happen. Um, but I think this is it. I think I think he's he's still really really cheap. He's going to be completely unowned. Um, so I, I I'd slam him into uh, a bunch of lineups this week. Yes, I am following you with the the Sutton of court. We'll say. And uh, putting them in some tourney lineups this weekend. And that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Fantasy Football Mailbag, the Road of His Podcast, where we answer your questions. And uh, you can reach out to us, roadofhisradio at gmail.com or on Twitter at roadofhisradio if you have QQs you want answered on the show. Josh, my man, thank you, as always, for carving out the time and coming on the show. Any uh, last-minute plugs? What do you got coming up over at the 538? You know, uh, we're still pitching ideas right now for the next article, and uh, so I don't have anything to report there, but uh, excited to uh, to see how the Air Yards model does this week. And, and as always, I'll post the, the results on Twitter, and you can point and laugh at me, or we can all celebrate together. We are, we are of the celebratory nature here. We try not to point and laugh at people. At least we like to think so anyway. But uh, that's going to do it. Make sure you follow. Oh, go ahead. No, point and laugh all you want. I do it all the time, but it's, you know it's fun. You got to you got to be able to take it if you're going to own your W's. Yeah, if you're going to point and laugh at somebody, you got to at least do it to yourself. If you can't do it to yourself, you can't do it to other people. That is the rule of life in general. Get over there to Twitter if you're not already. Follow him at Frisco Josh. I'm Jeremy Hart. Do not forget to rate and review the show on iTunes at Fantasy Gumshoe on Twitter. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Road of His Radio. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the Fantasy Football Mailbag or Road of His Radio feed. Contact us via email, roadofhisradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think, so follow us on Twitter at Road of His Radio and at Fantasy Gumshoe. Tell your friends about us, and do not forget to sign up for a 30% discount through our podcast homepage on roadofhis.com. It's a no-brainer, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.